Haunted Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, here to talk all things coasters, theme parks, and even more, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of the Twisted Travelers Podcast. My name is Jack, I'm sitting here with Chris. Chris, how's it going this week? Going good, ready to get through the second half of our massive trip report. We hope you guys enjoyed the first half. Some uh... Apparently you did, because looking at our numbers yeah. for this past week, you guys rock. Yes, thank you guys. It, it was a big week for us. Uh, I think you guys missed us a little bit. Why? I don't know, but we appreciate it. Um, so yeah, we're back. We got the rest of the trip report. Um, it's going to be a little bit more this time because I, I had more and then Jack had the stumble, which is, has enough to talk about in itself. So, uh, yeah, but we got some news. We got ride of the week. We got some questions first before we get to that. So let's hop in. But before we get into everything, we have to shout out our lovely patrons. They are Bryant, Graham, Grant, Jaden, Mark, and Allison. Thank y'all for supporting us. You helped make the show possible. I have your snail mail or whatever the heck we're going to end up calling it. I stole that from Coaster Radio uh, sitting on my desk. I was going to send it this week, but then I was like, I don't want to forge Chris's signatures on the letters. So we're waiting till he gets here and then I will send it to you. <laughs> yeah, and that won't be long. I'm, I'm flying in July 3rd. So anywhere in that uh, time range. We'll probably make you sign them that night, and then we'll drop them at the post office somewhere along the way. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But yeah, uh, shout out to the patrons. If you want to join the Patreon, link is in the description. Uh, We have several different tiers with a bunch of different perks. And obviously it helps the show out. All the money goes back into the show. And we love you a little bit extra. So thank you to all the patrons we have now. Join the Patreon. Also, join the Discord. That's also a link in the description. That's where we get our questions from you guys every week. And also just a, a bit of fun whenever we're in there talking. So thank you to everybody who has joined the Discord and the Patreon. If you haven't yet, join the Discord and the Patreon. Now let's get in the news. Okay, so starting out this week, Fiesta Texas is having too much fun, specifically Jeffrey Sievert. Mm-hmm. You're having too much fun. And we can't, I mean, I can't blame you because being like a marketing person and getting, or even being the park president and getting to have that type of, I know, but you don't. But let me tell you, I know, and you don't over and over. That has to be fun. So Fiesta Texas, I made an announcement at 10 11 last night, which was pointed out later. The letter J is 10, and the letter K is 11. J, K. He got us. He got us. I was definitely up at, it was 11, 11 for us, because, you know, Eastern time time zone. But I was definitely up, waiting to see if they were going to actually make an announcement. But it turns out, no, they just made the announcement for the announcement. I think it's July 20-something. At the theater there in the park, they're going to make the announcement of what the 30th anniversary ride will be. At this point, it better be a roller coaster because yeah. we're all too excited for it otherwise. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm cool with all the teasing. It just means it's going to be something bigger than we were originally expecting. Right, Jeffrey? I know you follow us on Instagram. You better listen, too. But <laughs> hey, all this if you do teasing... listen, hit us up. We would love to have you on after you make the announcement. Yes. 
Uh, but seriously, if you're going to tease all this, it better be something decent sized, like even just a large flat. But I, I'd love if it was an Axis. But uh, a lot of people are thinking New Zamperla, which would make a little bit of sense based on the teasing they've done. Uh, I was talking to James about it in the Discord, and like, obviously, I would pick Axis or an SNS over it. But if it was a Zamperla, then I will go in with an open mind. I'd just rather pick something that I know will be really, really good. Yeah, we've talked to um, James, Marcus, Mike, Mark. Um, I've talked to Taylor, uh, Alec. I know a ton of people who've ridden Axis, and they say it's one of the best rides they've been on, and it's 20 seconds long. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, you know, the, the Axis fits, like, perfectly in that plot, so you never know. That, that base model would be awesome right there. But yeah, Fiesta Texas continues to tease. They made an announcement for an announcement. Uh, it was, what was it? It was July 28th, I believe. Uh, I think is, that was the date. Yeah. When um, they said they'll reveal more, which is cool with me. Um, so yeah, hopefully we get something soon. I'm looking real quick to see if I can. I'm pretty positive date. that was it. But the 20, that's the date that was in my mind too, but I just didn't want to say it. because I, I put it in the long. Discord. Another plug for the Discord. Go join. Um, um, where was that? Was that theme park do, discussion? Do, 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 yep, do, July 28th. Do, do, do. That was it. Okay, July 28th. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up. Fun Spot is full on building this freaking RMC, and it's going to be massive. <laughs> like, <laughs> where the heck did this come from? Like, uh... This uh, came out of nowhere, and as somebody who isn't too far away from Georgia, same thing with Jack, I love it. (laughs) I cannot wait. But yeah, so we had the uh, basically like overhead look at the layout released or leaked. And then also there's land clearing already starting there. And the overhead look makes it look like, in my opinion, it could be a top-tier RMC because it looks to be a drop-dive-loop Goliath stall and then just Twisted Timbers airtime alley. It looks like they took the, like, three best elements of Goliath and smashed the best elements of Twisted Timbers on after that. Which is just And they're putting it three and a half hours from my house and, like, what, six hours for you? Which ain't bad. We we can do it quicker. We've got to Atlanta so many times now. That's not yeah, but yeah, it's like it should take three. It should take four and a half hours to get to King's Island. Three hours and forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm very much looking forward to this. I'm not committing to it yet, but if construction ramps up a ton and I have free time, I will be going down and doing construction updates on it. Um. That's going to largely depend on when construction ramps up and how life in college is. But that being said, we aren't formally announcing it yet, but Twisted Travelers meet up at the opening for this thing. (laughs) I didn't know about this, but yeah, (laughs) sure, we can do that. I I I will definitely try to make it two grand opening if it's as big as it looks like it's going to be. Yeah, with as big as this looks like it's going to be, I plan on being there for opening day. So, you know, don't put that down, like, for sure yet, but put it down for sure. Um, So, yeah, I'm super excited because it's taking elements from my uh, favorite 
Well, let's take elements from one of my favorite RMCs. You've got the stall and the dive loop. And it's taking the three murder hills from Twisted Timbers, it looks like, and putting them after those two elements. This could be... And it's got an outer bank, probably. And it's got an outer bank. This could be top three RMC. It could be. We'll see. It could be top two RMC, which means it would knock Irat down. It. I don't know, because, you know, there's still, like, Untamed, Wildfire, Zaja, Hakuge that we haven't ridden. But this looks like it could be up there with those. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it looks amazing. I'm so excited. This was easily the biggest news for me of the week. There was already and an NL2 mock-up. It looks fantastic. Yeah, of all the parks to possibly be building this too, it's Fun Spot Atlanta. It, it's kind of an odd park to be building it, but it's not far from me, so I'll take it 100%. Over George gonna be like is gonna be like, oh crap, we need to build a new coaster now. So I'm not complaining about that either, because they're gonna have to shoot back. They can build an SNS launch where that water ride was, please. Or just put a raptor in that spot. That, so apparently like that there's apparently there's a way you can ride it to alleviate the pain on your legs, which I like How? apparently just did without knowing and it's how you put your legs up against that center thing how are you supposed to do it you're supposed to like crawl your legs up it so that your um legs were closer to the center instead of being like you know spread out i guess i don't know we'll we'll go somewhere with a raptor together sometime and you can show me but yeah that's happening yeah <laughs> we we rambled it looks amazing. We're excited. If hey, we tell. didn't ramble for 20 minutes like we did with Dorney's coaster. That that was longer than 20 minutes. It, it was. But yeah, uh, so that's happening. Another thing that is kind of quick, and that is Epic Universe now has some track being stored. Uh, from what I have seen Twitter claiming is that this is for that Yoshi Dark Ride that they have over in Japan. It's like the same Yoshi. track style. Yeah, uh, that's cool with me. I'm glad that it's not dead. I'm glad that we have work going on again. And I'm excited for Epic Universe. Uh, I've told Jack this before, but my dream is maybe one day when it opens, Twisted Travelers can be big enough to get a media invite to a brand new theme park. That sounds fun. Yeah, well, we're, we're working towards that slowly and surely. Uh, we, we would, yeah, that'd be amazing. So. Other than that, though, there's not much to talk about because it is still mostly just a giant pile of dirt. What's not going to be a pile of dirt next year is Farb Summerland is getting Light Coaster Part 2 Electric Boogaloo. Yes. And um, uh, it looks bigger than Leck. Yeah. We want it. America, want it build back. one! I, I, I'm convinced at this point that the way they're doing it is SNS builds America's stuff, Vekoma builds Europe, and Asia's stuff. Can we trade? Please, 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 please. I wish we could have both, but uh, nah, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen ever. But yeah, more to add to your Europe itinerary. Please stop adding stuff. We just need one year to chill so we can get it all out of the way eventually. But uh, no, they'll continue to build Condas and Ride to Happinesses and this thing, whatever, Phonics, Phoenix, whatever it's called. Uh, but yeah, it looks amazing. Obviously, we've heard great things about Leck. James has heard Leck, and he loves it. So uh, good for Fair Summerland. 
And the last bit of news. This one, I'm kind of split on this. I am too. Uh, so Tondra Zeus at Park Asterix is getting a gravity group retrack, but it's not just going to be a retrack. They're going to do some reprofiling too. Mm-hmm. I have very mixed feelings on this because I'm a giant CCI fanboy, and Tondra Zeus has been at the top of my bucket list of like European coasters to ride for a while because it's a CCI in Europe and there aren't many of those. And Gravity Group's going to come in and they're going to redo some of the classic CCI quirkiness. That's why I love CCIs and make it modern. Also the trains. Also they're getting rid of the PTC trains and CCIs were meant to run PTCs. They are not meant to run other types of trains. Mm -hmm. I mean, the CCI version would have been crazy. Everybody knows that because that's just what CCI did. But, I mean, it's still going to be great, I think, after Gravity Group takes control of it. Because looking at the layout, it looks like they've changed a few things. And uh, it looks solid. And then the mm-hmm. trains will also have that backwards-facing last row. The backwards be cool. car will be cool. That will be cool. It really just stings, because I was supposed to have ridden this ride already, and I didn't get to. And now I'm never going to get to ride it in the original form. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm going to reserve a lot of judgment till we see POVs and how Gravity Group does the shaping. Because mm-hmm. CCI shaping is the best shaping ever. Like on Legend, that that's the best example mm-hmm. for me. Uh, Legend this year was too much to handle. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that was it for news. We didn't have a ton, but we kind of rambled on Funspot RMC anyway. Because, you know, oh, don't worry, you still have like two, an hour and a half to go with trip reports and other stuff. So that's buckle right, up, people. Be <laughs> ready to be bored. Um, so, yeah, now we have ride of the week. Last week was X Flight. The several weeks before when we started, it was Thunderbird. This week, that leaves us with Wild Eagle and Gatekeeper. I have the wheel ready. You ready to go? So, yes. Yeah, so we either are doing like God tier wing or boring wing. Hmm. My my opinions have changed a little bit, but let's let's go. I'm spinning. Your opinions have changed. You haven't. Well, did you ride Gatekeeper? I did. Okay, Wild Eagle is this week, so we'll save the opinion changing one for later. Uh, you started okay. off. Since no, 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 no. What? Oh. No. Did you move? Did you move Gatekeeper over Eagle? No, I did not. But Gatekeeper okay, good, was good. better than I remembered. Okay, I was gonna say because that might be like you're sleeping outside. <laughs> I, I would never do that. Eagle is better. It just is. <laughs> Good. Okay, Wild Eagle, you start so I can tell this my sappy story after you've done your actual review. Okay, fine. Eagle is really, really good. People who say that it's Mild Eagle are wrong. I don't know where you get that from. But uh, sit, back row, you get Taylor. Mm-hmm. And Love you. Ryan <laughs> but <laughs> sit back left. You're going to get some awesome floater down that drop. Like... Low-key feels like a hyper uh, in the back, even with the restraints. You still get great air. And then for me, every single time I ride, I gray out in those first two elements. Um, I've you've seen got him gray out through both of them the yeah. entire way. And it's hilarious because he's just over there. Just, eh. it, I, I don't know how people say that this thing isn't intense. I gray out every single time. And then the rest of the layout, you know, it's not fantastic, but it, it's got some good positives throughout and just the fact that it has awesome floater down the drop, 
and is has a moment that is more intense than anything else on any other wing I have done. Definitely puts it above Gatekeeper. Thunderbird gets the edge because of the launch easily, but Eagle is very, very solid, and people need to stop sleeping on this ride. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Also, it looks gorgeous, has great views, and is in a fantastic setting. That's what yeah. I'll say. Okay, so I'll do my quick review, and then I'll tell my story. Um, it's pretty much everything Chris said. I've had the opportunity to ride this like 200, maybe even close to 300 times now. Um, in every seat back is the way to go. Cause you get the drop, you get the really good positives. There is a good moment of, there's a good pop of airtime in the front row on that last hill. Oh, I forgot um, about you only, that. You only, that's, you only get that towards the front. Um, it's very intense. It's got four of the best inversions on any B&M, in my opinion. I think it's just the four very well-rounded inversions. They all pull good Gs. Um, I do prefer the left side of the train, but both sides are good. Right now, I think I tentatively have it ranked under X-Flight, but to be perfectly honest, I have not ridden Eagle since we got home from that trip, and that's usually what like when I make a good, solid rankings decision. Eagle decided it needed to have a meltdown. Um, so, okay, sappy story time. For you, some of you have heard this. Probably, I don't know. It's been a while since I've talked about it. But so, Eagle is the roller coaster that got me into coasters. Um, I would not be sitting here doing this podcast if I had not ridden Wild Eagle back in 2015. We, I was terrified of roller coasters. And it took like a couple of weeks of just watching the POV constantly to tell myself you could do this. Went up with my dad and Haley, who I played GP challenge for me this year. Um, and they talked me into it. We got on, I cried the whole way up the lift hill, like not just a little cried, like full on, like bald the whole way up the lift hill. And we started down the drop and about halfway down the drop, I just let go of my dad's hand and put my hands up. And then I was like, I need to ride that a million times. And we rode it like 20 more times that day. And then about a week later, they announced lightning rod and here I am. So that's my story with, yeah, I know, right? It's so, it's so, so, Uh, so Eagle has that special place in my heart because it is the coaster that got me into coasters. Um, And for that reason, like, if we're if we're doing like ten favorite ride like ten personal favorite rides for personal reasons of all time, it's number two. That makes sense. I mean, I I wonder what number one is. <laughs> I have no clue. Probably Oscar's Wacky Taxi. We'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Eagle is a phenomenal roller coaster. I miss it. I haven't gotten to ride it in like two months, and I'm ready to ride it again. Mm-hmm. So, Jack likes it a lot for personal reasons, and it's just a good ride. That's what you've learned about Wild Eagle today. Yep. Okay, this next section I added it in real quick, just so I can, like, hype Brian up and make him jealous. This is called Jack Attempts to Not Fall Off a Mountain. Um, So if you followed along on Instagram and Twitter, I'll make this quick. Um, I went to Shenandoah National Park this past week and did some hiking. We did a trail called White Oak Canyon, which is a six-mile circuit, which was really fun. Great pictures of waterfalls and all that. And then we did Old Rag, which is an 11-mile loop 
with about two miles of rock scrambles. And if you don't know what rock scrambles is, it's basically glorified rock climbing. Um, you have to literally climb up rocks and pin yourself between cracks and just pull yourself through literally just giant rock tunnels. And it's a ton of fun. Bryant, you're going to love it. When you get to the sub... When you get to the start of the rock scrambles and everyone's sitting there looking at the view and you're like, this is pretty, keep going. It does. It gets way much, like, just the view gets 10 times better once you get past, like, the easy lookout. Um, and I will say this. If any of you were thinking there's no way I could do, like, an 11-mile rock scramble hike, I was with my friend Mazden, her mom, and her little brother who has special needs. He did the rock scrambles. And we did it two hours faster than what they say it should be possible to do it in. So it's definitely possible. I would recommend it if you're in Virginia and you need a day to kill, go hike old drag. Bryant, you're going to have fun. And then I can't wait to finally start showing you all of my pictures that I took up top because I took a ton. Chris has seen a good amount of them already. I get all of the pictures early, no matter what they are. Yeah, he's supposed to be yelling at me to stop sending him roller coaster pictures early, but I kind of fail daily. John Mike does that too. Yeah, that's that's true. So there's my rambling about Shenandoah National Park. It's great. Go see it if you have the time. Okay, awesome. Jack did not fall off a mountain. I did not fall off a mountain. TLDR or whatever it is. All right. So, listener questions. Once again, plug in the Discord. Go join the Discord so you can give us questions. But yeah. We have one, two, three, four, five from you guys this week. So let's start it off. First question is from Joey. What is a coaster with a mixed or bad reputation that you ended up loving? Hmm. I got two answers to this. Okay. Skyrush and X2. Yeah, Skyrush is definitely one. That's from the mixed reputation. As far as just like a straight up bad reputation goes, Carolina Cyclone. I really enjoy that ride, and I know Jack does too. Yes, um, we have to, we, that's a guilty pleasure ride. <laughs> yeah, it is. For sure. Um, yeah, Skyrush, I mean, the restraints everyone complains about. X2 just seems to be like the polar ride. It's like you like it or you don't. So that's my simple answer for that. This one, okay. Disclaimer, this came from Bryant. We already, like, texted about this for, like, 20 minutes last night, so we have a good list. What ride, if a park lost that ride, the park loses all of its appeal for an amount of time. Like, I'm phrasing that awfully. Basically, if a park removed a ride, does that park lose all desire to go to? And which park would that be, and what ride would they remove? Mm -hmm. Um, So, the best example for this is Shivering Timbers and Michigan's Adventure. Because even though I would keep going back because it was my like first park I ever went to and my first coaster, no one else would because Shivering Timbers isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. And that is what this question is like a direct reference to that started uh, us talking about this. <laughs> Shivering Timbers being closed. Um, so yeah, that's what led to this question. Uh, we had a couple. So Ravine Flyer 2 is one. Because nobody's going to want to drive to Erie, Pennsylvania for four family coasters. Yep. Um, Another one we talked about was taking Phantom's Revenge out of Kennywood. Because while their woodies are great and Skyrocket's fun, 
they aren't enough to make me want to go back. Yeah. It's like, and don't say steel curtain. Steel curtain is fine, but you will hear about uh, steel curtain soon enough. Or did we already do that? I don't even remember what we covered last week. Okay, now, <laughs> yeah, you'll hear my, me talk about Kennywood this yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't remember what we did last week. This is yeah. yeah mm. Okay, another park. Um. World of Fun, take out Prowler. Yes, also Renegade and Valley Fair. Um, I said Cannibal with Lagoon, because while they would have still, like, what, seven, eight coasters? That's more than that. It might be nine. Anyway, it's kind of out of the way for you to go all the way there to not have Cannibal. Yeah, it'd be nine without Cannibal. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, the biggest one, I think, for for overseas would be taking Expedition G-Force out of Holiday Park. Mm-hmm. Nobody's or Wildfire out of Call Martin. Yeah, but, I mean, if you like zoos, it's, you know. Yeah. Okay, so those two were the overseas ones. And then I had, like, the ultimate, like, this is, like, you take that ride out, no one in the Coaster and Zoo community would ever go again. And that's Rampage at Alabama Adventure. Oh, uh, yeah. The only people that would go are people who are driving through and want credits. And <laughs> they even then they just the get, the one, they get the one credit. Yeah. And, I mean, let's be quite honest, there aren't that many people that go there to begin with. That's true. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's it, it's very war- well loved, but my coaster that is on my desk for my drinks every single day is my Rampage Court Coaster. It has a couple of red cheer wine stains on it. It gets used. Every I could see day. it through the camera from here. Yep, it's it's that got that many stains on it. It's mm-hmm. very well loved. Uh, but yeah, I think I mean you. There's a ton that you could go on to, but those are I think the main ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's some that's like very debatable. It's like, well, would you go back even if they took that out and see? It? Maybe we'll find out. So. Mm-hmm. All right, question number three comes from Joey as well. Coasters that are very visually appealing but are horrible to ride. I feel like this is a great question for me. Um, I have to think, so you go ahead. Oh, see, this is challenging because... Hmm. Very visually appealing. Okay, I got one, I think. Okay, I've got one too. All right, you go first. You go first. Nope. Jinx. Fine, I'll go first. Okay. Please say the one I was going to say. Please say the one I was going to say. <laughs> Is it Corkscrew at Cedar Point? Yes! I knew it. <laughs> and that's one of the most obvious options. It's beautiful. It goes over the midway, but it is just not the most comfortable ride. <laughs> yeah, uh, Corkscrew at Cedar Point. I've got some great pictures of it. I can... Count on one finger. Or no, I've ridden it twice. I can count on two fingers the number of times I've ridden it. Um, okay, another. Okay, I will come up with another one though. But that, I, that's great. Um, <coughs> T three honestly is rare, a very pretty roller coaster. I don't care what you say. Um, what else? Mamba. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little, yeah, a bit. Um, honestly, the Flying Dutchman's 
Uh, specifically, Firehawk was very photogenic. As was See, I don't even Hawk. enjoy looking at those anymore. Even that brings me pain. That's uh, fair, but they are pretty looking rides. If you can just look at them from like, they look cool. Yeah. Um, Nighthawk's built in a pretty decent area. I think that helps it out, but I'd still prefer to not look at it again. Yeah. Trying to think of some other garbage rides that I've got great pictures of. <laughs> I'm trying to think of garbage that you've ridden that I haven't. Oh, with the new color scheme, you could say Thunderhawk at Michigan's Adventure. Yeah, I haven't seen it in person. The new color scheme looks better than me than McDonald's did. Um We'll see them in person in a couple days. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you could make a strong argu- argument for Thunderhawk, especially with the old faded colors. It it did kind of have like a cool vibe to it, but the ride wasn't awful. I, I don't think it was ever awful. Um, okay, Wolverine Wildcat is very picturesque on the backside of the lake at Michigan's Adventure, uh, especially if you get it at the right time of day. The ride is complete garbage. I'm sorry. I've ridden that thing so many times. Every time hoping it gets a little better and every time it gets a little worse. Um, uh, here's one that I've got that I know you will disagree with. And that is Grizzly at King's Dominion. I, I, Grizzly I, at King's Dominion. It's hard to get pictures of those. So right, like, but the parts mm-hmm. that you can see, it's out back in the woods. That, that does give it a pretty cool vibe. But mm-hmm. I, I just don't have fun riding it. I did not get to re-ride it this year, so I, I didn't don't either. Know. It's there for an hour and a half. Um, yeah. Well, okay. One week we'll do the reverse of this question. That's like rides that are very good to ride that are awful to take pictures of. Because that I have a massive list for. Yeah. Um, but we'll uh, we won't do that today because this episode. Somebody put that in the Discord for next week. Yes. Yeah. Put it in the Discord for next week so we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, this next question is going to make both of us hungry, and I'm glad we're recording this right before we eat lunch. Um, good restaurants, theme park combo. So good restaurant and theme park combo in the city they are in. So let's just get the in- simple ones out of the way right now. Texas and California parks all in and out. Yep. And then we're going to circle back on that, and I'm going to tell you my favorite restaurant recommendations for each of the parks that I've actually gone to like a separate restaurant for. But I'll let you start. Oh, shoot. Uh, I don't even know if I really have one. Like, this is one that I haven't thought about super well, and usually I don't seek out specific places that are based on uh, where I'm at, unless it's in and out or Whataburger. So I guess I could say Whataburger for the Texas parks. Um, but yeah, there's not many. I know uh, one place that Grant specifically referenced when asking this question was Skyline Chili with Kings Island. I have not had Skyline Chili, but Me that's either. an obvious one that most people would bring up. So that's what I'll say, Skyline Chili and Kings Island, and uh, Whataburger with the Texas Parks. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, you've been on a trip with my dad and I, and so one of our rules of thumb is always find a local restaurant to eat at when mm-hmm. you're at, near a park. It's like, don't go to the chains. Try to find a local place. We're also huge fans of barbecue, so I can tell you the best barbecue place within near pretty much any theme park. Um, Sugar Fires 
in St. Louis is probably what I would recommend for St. Louis. If you're in Kansas City, you gotta go to Joe's in the discussion. Branson is kind of a, you know, it's Branson, so there's a lot of touristy stuff. We didn't do like a local restaurant there. We actually just cooked out ourselves, which is also just random, but that's a fun thing to do. It's if you've got time at the park and you just like you're doing two or three days, go to the grocery store and grill. That's always fun. Um, Kennywood, why can't I think of the place, um, of that name of that burger joint? There's a great burger joint not far from Kennywood. Um, Dollywood, my recommendation will always be Local Goat or Gray's Burgers. Uh, either of those is phenomenal. If you're in the area and you're going to Dollywood and you want to go eat there, let me know because they're just far enough away from my house where I can't justify going and eating there for no reason. But if one of you wants to go eat there, I will happily drive up to Sevierville for dinner. Um, He's talking to you, Brian. Yes, Brian. That's very much aimed at you. Um, what else? Oh, do you remember the place name of that place we ate in Texas? Because that was good. No, nah, it was some barbecue place. I don't remember the name. That was good. That was good Texas barbecue. Anyway, yeah. If you can't tell, I love barbecue. Um, but yeah, that's. I can give you names of some places, but just rule of thumb: get on Google, search best, like whatever type of food you're into in whatever city you're in, and whatever the top hit is. As long as it's not like some chain restaurant, go there. It's usually a pretty good bet that that's going to be good food. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my rule of thumb with that. All right, so. We have one last question, and then we can get into the second half of our trip report. This one is from Mikhail. Have your opinions on any chains changed since your recent trips? Yes, on all three. Yeah. Well, not, not SeaWorld for me, but uh, the well, other two, yeah. No, my opinion on SeaWorld changed. It just changed and not a good... So, starting with SeaWorld, it was bad. Now it's really, really bad. Um, yeah. Three years ago, they would be one of the best in my eyes, and Scott Ross has come in and ruined everything. Uh, I said, nope. Yeah. So I, I didn't visit any SeaWorld Park, so mine didn't change for that, but the other two it did. Mm-hmm. So, and then with Cedar Fair, Cedar Fair has always been, in the past, 2018, 2019, I would have said they were my favorite chain to go to. I put them in the middle now. I their parks are still good, but the way their parks are being run is iffy. Kings Dominion iffy, just in terms of comparison. Kings Dominion felt the most normal to me this year. Like when we were there, I felt like it was pretty normal day at the park, but it also wasn't busy. Once we go to Cedar Point and Carowinds in the next couple of weeks, we'll have a better idea of how bad it really is. I think. Um, you've already been to Cedar Point, so you know. Um, yeah. And then just going to Six Flags Parks, minus something we'll talk about later on the show, which didn't affect my dad and I as much as it affected the rest of our group. Six Flags, we had three of the best days we've ever had at theme parks on this past road trip at Great America and Great Adventure. So I think that speaks for though. (laughs) America, we had a, again, not the It wasn't as much their fault. We had a good day at America, but we also were the group that was smart and we saw the weather forecast and we went straight there and rode everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, for me, Cedar Fair, 
didn't go down a ton as far as quality goes for me because Kings Island and Cedar Point and Kings Dominion were still great for me when I went. I didn't have any problems. The one that I did have problems at was Dorney, and that was simply mainly from an operation standpoint, which I will talk about in just a minute. Um, but and I, I think probably about half of Dorney's problems were directly Cedar Fair's issues. They've definitely gone downhill a little bit in some cases just with the way they've run things this past year, and that that's obvious in some spots and not in others. So they're still one of my favorite chains, but I would much rather go to a Hershend or most independent parks I've been to than mm-hmm. a Cedar Fair park at this point. And then Six Flags this year in general has been way better. I mean, I know I've had issues at Six Flags Parks in the past. I didn't have a great day at St. Louis. I didn't have a great day my first day or my first time at Fiesta Texas uh, this year, though, over Georgia. We've done over Georgia, Fiesta Texas together. Both of those together, we had some of our best days at parks. Yeah, and then Great Um, Adventure was fantastic. America, I had way better of an experience than I thought I was going to. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I I've got no issues with Six Flags. Right Great now. America for us. We had like that's might be top five park for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so Six Flags is doing something right, and I never thought I'd say these words, but if you said right now I could drive to like Cedar Point or Six Flags Magic Mountain, Six Flags yeah. Magic Mountain, or any other Six Flags park over Cedar Point, mm. including including the crappy ones. You wouldn't pick Great Escape over Cedar Point. Credits or credits? Look, I still had a good time at Cedar Point, and I bet you we will, too. I uh, I, I just went in with the mindset that I was going to have to wait in lines, which I did because, you know, it's getting to the busy season, and it's Cedar Point, and I had no issues at all. Uh, I had a good time. But yeah, so they have changed some, but... uh. Overall, for me, I still enjoy Cedar Fair Parks, and Six Flags has gone way up. So, mm-hmm. we ready okay. to ramble? So now we're going to transition into part two of our trip reports. Uh, if you listened to last week's show, uh, which you if you haven't, you should, so you're up to date on what's happened. We're going over our massive road trips that we both completed over about like three weeks ago. Now, crazy. Um, yeah. But we're going to tell you the rest of what happened on our trips. So, little disclaimer, it's going to be Chris heavy because his trip was longer because he hit a lot of parks that I'd already been to. Um, But I've got a ton of stumble stuff to go over, too. So, we're going to hop right in. And I'm going to kick us off this week with uh, something I'm kind of regretting having to do. (laughs) And that is admitting that El Toro is a good ride. (laughs) Yeah. Like, good lord, that ride's good. Um, so if, you, if you've if you been a long-time listener, a long-time fan, or friend of the show, you know that I've had a take that El Toro was a garbage coaster for a very long time. I have to take that back, like a lot, because El Toro is now in my top ten. Uh, <laughs> holy crap, that ride. What the actual heck? So, everyone just take your moment. 
to be like, I told you so, Jack, you were wrong. You've been wrong this whole time. Chris, would you like to say, just, would you like to say anything? I can see it in your face. Just say it. I think, I think I'm gonna stay quiet until my part about Toro. I wish the listeners could see your face because your face is like the most maniacal grin I've ever seen on it. Um, okay, here's anyways, what I'll say right adventure. now. Uh, just, just real quick. I, I, I kind of wish it wouldn't happen because we aren't going to have the clickbait. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, before... Okay. Before we did Tora, though, we, um, Dad and I cred ran the four credits that we needed minus Jersey Devil, um, and then met up with all of, this was pre-pre-stumble at Great Adventure, so the Drunk Riders were there, Bryant was there, all of our people were there, Angelo Giles put a dang shirt on, uh, was there, um, so we all got in line for Toro, uh, Bryant and I rode in the back row, because that was Brian. He was like, I give you money. I want to ride with you in the back row. I was like, I think that's a fair deal. So shout out to the patrons again. Um, and we went down that drop. And according to Bryant, he could just tell by my like reaction to the drop that I already liked it more. Um, and then it just kept on going and going. And we got to the Rolling Thunder Hill. And I think my soul is still like somewhere <laughs> over New Jersey. It just got yeeted out of my body and is still soaring up there. We'll say the back half, the turns are a little on the weak side. But when you look at those first couple hills, there's not much like them. So Toro, fantastic. King Ka, great. Zoom and Jaro amazing congrats to bryant for riding it um, good job bryant nitro was fun very the thing about nitro is it's a really good old it's probably the best of the old school hypers because the airtime is very floaty and graceful it doesn't have an, it doesn't pop you out of your seat like the newer ones do <laughs> still love nitro and then to all of our surprises we to the day we were there was actually Jersey Devil Media Day, so none of us were expecting it to open that afternoon, and so we were just over there by Nitro, kind of where Jersey Devil's like path to the Plaza is, and we walked up to the security guard standing there, like, "Hey, any chance it opens today?" We were all expecting him to say, "Yeah, no, it's not opening," and I'm just like, or say, "I don't know." And he's like, "Yeah, we're opening in like 15 minutes," and so we were calling everyone in our group, it's like, "Get over here! They're going to open Jersey Devil." Um, we all got our, like our little wristbands to ride. We got on. And the thing is, since they didn't advertise that it was going to be open that night, not that many people knew about it. So there was only, I'd say there were about 300 people, maybe 400 people. They got wristbands and they all got like their one or two rides and left. So by the time the like park was starting to close, there was like 40 or 50 people over there and we were just lapping Jersey Devil. So I really liked it. The restraints are still not great, but it is a lot more enjoyable than the other two Raptors because it's much more graceful and just much more easy to re-ride. To the... So if we rolled into Fiesta, Texas, and it was deserted, and we got to Wonder Woman Station, and there was no one there, and they were like, you can just literally roll through if you want, I would get off and walk around because that ride just, like beats you up. Jersey Devil, no issues, rolled right through the station and just 
kept on going. Um, the drop is amazing. Okay, back row, the drop um, was great, and the stall was great, but I think I actually like front row better for the hang you get in the drop and the like sideways ejector you get going into the crow's nest turn. Um, I was also the only person in our group to get uh, e-stopped on the ride. I got stuck on the mid-course break run, and then the final break run for about 10 minutes. Got to chat with some of the RMC guys who were standing down next to the ride, um, which is cool. And they're like, yeah, it's giving us a bit of a headache. I said, at least it's not lightning rods. Like, oh, you know about lightning rods? Like, yeah, Dolly was my home park. And they're like, oh, yeah. It's, it's, she's definitely behaving more than lightning rods. I was like, well, thank you all for working on her and keeping it running. Jersey Devil, great ride, great trains, great color scheme. Loved it. Um, and so we then we headed back over, finished the night out with one more ride on Toro. Mother of God, Mother of Pearl, help me. That ride's insane. I think I actually like front row on Toro better too, um, just for getting thrown out of your seat going over those first two hills. So there's great adventure for me. And yeah, I have to fully admit, El Toro did not throw away its shot. And look for an episode of The Drunk Riders coming up pretty soon where Chris and I are going to be on it. Where I have to make my public apology on that show too. So, mm-hmm. Okay. I'll talk about Great Adventure in a minute. But I got some other stuff to get through first. So, after Cedar Point, which is uh, where we ended last week's episode, we had Waldemir. Now, Waldemir is a small park, so I won't go super in-depth. It, it, there's not much to say in the first place. We'll start off with what everybody cares about, and that is Ravine Flyer 2. I was able to ride this, I believe, four times, twice in the back, twice towards the front. Never got a front-front. But, uh, yeah, this ride, people do not lie when they say this feels like Mini Voyage. Uh, it is not as intense as Voyage, but you can definitely feel some similar style airtime and laterals on a lot of the turns. That first drop is fantastic. You get a great view of the lake, uh, and then you drop right down into the ravine. That first airtime hill over the road, fantastic floater. You've got the turnaround where you lose a little bit of speed, but you gain it right back because you're dropping back down into the ravine. Great airtime from there in the back. The second hill over the road is even better airtime than the first one. And then from there, you have a twister section uh, back that's closer to the station where you get some little pops of ejector, some great laterals. There's a couple moments that throw you 90 degrees sideways. One that throws you 90 degrees sideways and then drops you back down a hill where you gain a lot of speed. That's one of the better moments of the ride. Uh, And yeah, it is a lot that goes on in a small amount of time. It is definitely a shorter ride, but... It is still fantastic. It was incredibly smooth. I know they retracted it this past year, and it did wonders from what I've heard uh, about it in the past few years. I thought it was a great ride. It is in my top 25. It is just really, really, really good. It is uh, better than Mindblower, but not quite Voyage. So that's what I'll say. Uh, one of the best Gravity Groups there is for sure. And then they also have Comet, which is kind of like a Woodstock Express kind of ride, um, which, you know, it was fine. And then there was uh, the Mauer Spinner. I think it was called Steel Dragon, which, you know, also was just fine. And then they had an SPF Visa and an ENF Miler. I was able to get all five credits. Rerides on Ravine Flyer, eat some food. I thought Waldemir was a really nice little park. Gave me Knobles vibes big time. 
Uh, and Ravine Flyer is obviously the star of the show. I would definitely love to go back if I was in the area. You never know. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed my time at Waldemere. I didn't stay all day since it's a small park, but fun park. From there, it was on to a little bit bigger of a place, and that's Kennywood. Uh, so Jack talked about Kennywood last week, and uh, he was about right on everything he said. I started off the day. Uh, I headed over to Steel Curtain. Steel Curtain appeared to be down to start the day. So I left. I went to ride Racer. I did Racer. And, uh, you know, it was fine. I It's a classic racing Woody, but the layout is far different from the others, and I really appreciated that. I liked that it was a little bit different. Uh, it's a very, very tame coaster, but it was good. From there, I saw Steel Curtain running uh, with employees on it, and it ran three trains with employees on it, and not just Steel Curtain ops, other ops. So I was a little confused why the whole first like hour of the day was taken up by ride operators riding Steel Curtain especially when I hadn't seen them test it empty at any point or anything like that. It was a little bit odd, and I still am not quite sure what that was, um, especially when you're only sending half trains of people. It it was just weird, but it did open uh, about an hour into the day, and I had to wait about 45 minutes because it was on one train. And uh, my thoughts were about what Jack said was that it's a very inversion-based ride. The inversions do feel very similar. There are spots that have good whip, and there are also a few spots that I thought were very intense. The one true airtime moment on the ride, which is that hill that's on top of the zero-G stall, was a little disappointing. It wasn't as crazy as I thought it was going to be. I was in the back row, uh, but it's an enjoyable ride. It didn't make my top 25 or anything. I think it's just inside my top 50. I thought it was really good, but also not my type of ride. Uh, from there, I went to Jack Rabbit. Jack talked about the double down. And yes, he is right. I was in the middle of the train because there was only one row left and I just went. And uh, yeah, airline seatbelt with that double down is fantastic. Other than that, there's not a whole lot the ride does, but it's good. Definitely one of the best airtime moments out there. Um, oh yeah, the, the ride does nothing. And then you yeah. get to that moment, it's like, it's ridiculous. It it was basically what I expected, so it didn't like take my breath away, but it, it was still really, really good. I was looking, you were much more generous with your steel curtain ranking than I was. I put it just barely in the top hundred for me. No, I can tell with steel curtain by looking at your rankings and the rides that are around it, it's one of those rides that you were expecting more from. Say because it's right there with candemonium as well. That that's your area for it's a good ride, but I wanted more because it's a big coaster. I can tell. Yeah, it's uh, two spots below Candemonium. You're spot on. <laughs> I see. I I noticed it immediately when you sent me the picture, or it was ranked. I was like, yeah, I I can already see what it was for him. But yeah, uh, I Jack didn't Rabbit. even know how close it was to Candemonium. You're just pointing out things that I didn't even realize. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jackrabbit, you know, like I said, it, it's fine. The double down is really good. Skyrocket talked a little bit last episode about Skyrocket and how it has some moments that are death ejector. And I was not expecting that. I thought the first half was really intense with some great airtime moments. Drop off the mid course was ridiculous. 
the issues I have with this ride is that this is probably the worst restraint system I've ever seen. It's really hard to get in and out. The actual lap bar part is fine, but the shin guard things are at an angle to where it's like so tight on your shins and crushing them. It was incredibly uncomfortable. I enjoyed getting ejected, but I did not enjoy the pain of my shins on that ride. It, can you agree with that? Those are some awful restraints right there. Yeah, and it gets worse the taller you are. So, yeah, they're not great. I, I can see it. See, yeah. while, we're on, while you're on the ride, they don't bother me as much. But the loading and unloading process, I have oh bruises. I had bruises from that in full throttle. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, I'm completely with you. The loading and unloading, it was incredibly noticeable. But then when you actually get on it, you don't notice it as much, only at those death injector points. I yep. thought it was way better than I expected, but uh, you know, the restraints are the only r- real downfall for that thing. Okay, what did I even do after that? After that, I went eight, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then I ate... Did you get fries? Was... I did not. I, I got a Child. sandwich. Child. What? What? what I'm not a big fry person. You know this. I yelled at you for. I don't care. They are that freaking good. I'm trying. Yeah, no, I didn't. But whatever. I'll go back. Story to tell you off air about. I do have a story to tell you off air about French fries that you need to know before we go to Michigan, though. So don't let me forget to tell you that. I got you. Um, but yeah. So after I ate, it was time for Phantom. A ride that I've heard so much about. A ride that's similar to every other great coaster in Pennsylvania. You watch a POV of, and you're like, well, that looks good, but it's not going to be like in my top ten or anything. And then you ride it, and it blows you away. It's the same case with Phantom. Uh, I rode front and back, multiple rides. And the first drop is, you know, fine. It's cool. It's what you expect. Then the drop into the ravine is massive. You get this great sense of speed and then from there it's just phoenix level airtime pops ejector down a hill into the brake run and like wow that is that is a special ride it did not get in my top 10 it is very close but wow that's a good coaster yeah as i you've, you've all heard me like go nuts over that ride and it's like you said you look at the POV and you're like, it can't be that good. And then you ride it and it's like, holy crap, it's that good. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Skyrush is like the same way too. You look at the POV and you're like, yeah, there, there's a couple really good moments there, but what else? And then it's just like, holy. But yeah, Phantom, fantastic. Uh, after that, it was time for me to ride Exterminator. What a weird, weird experience that was. Uh, none of the brakes hit. It's just spinning with weird theming in a dark room. and the, it, it was fun. It was probably not worth the hour wait, but it's good. And then I did the Kitty and also Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt is exactly what I expected. Probably my favorite of the Woodies there. Uh, it was good. And yep. then I got some rerides on Phantom. Did I lie and about I did the laterals? Oh, on Thunderbolt? Mm-hmm. No, you did not. Yeah, that weird bowl helix is pretty nuts. <laughs> whoever yeah. you ride, whoever you're riding next to is getting squished. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Dad. 
<laughs> my so, yeah. dad tried to ride on the inside of me and the ride up would not let him i was like thank you <laughs> yeah it it was a uh those were some intense lats like not legend level but they they were good so that was probably my favorite woody uh kenny wood did phantom a couple more times and then headed out kenny wood i thought was a very nice park very pretty solid ride collection especially with phantom the ops were just inconsistent. That's their main downfall. Steel Curtain on one train. I know it can run too because it did for you. Uh, Racer on one train on both sides with literally one person checking both trains. But then you have Jackrabbit on two. You have Phantom on two. Thunderbolt was on one. It was just very inconsistent. A couple of rides had good ops. A couple of rides didn't. Uh, and, you know, that's unfortunate. But that was the only real issue I had with Kennywood in any way. It only affected some parts, though. But yeah, Kennywood, good park, gets a thumbs up for me. I enjoyed my time there. Um, okay, we can speed run these two real quick since we literally did a trip report last week, and that is Hershey Park and Knobles. Hershey, I did Sky Rush again, still in my top five, still insane. Finally did back left. Yes, your back turns sideways. It's great. Uh, best way to pop that's the best way to pop your back is just to ride Skyrush in the back left. My favorite thing about Skyrush that day was uh, there was literally no line, and the ops let me sit back left three rides in a row. It hurt, but it was worth it. Uh, Candemonium somehow had a five minute wait for a good hour of the day, a literal walk on. I couldn't believe that, so I got a couple rides on that. It is exactly what I remembered. Just kind of uh, not as intense as Mako, but still really, really solid airtime, and it's a little bit shorter, but it's still really good. I did what was next? Oh, Storm Runner. Yeah, what I didn't get to do last time. That ride's really, really good. It's my second favorite in the park now. That's a forceful launch. The top hat gives you great airtime. That first inversion is incredibly forceful going into it, and then the flying snake dive is great hang, and then great whip out of it. And then you pop up into the brakes. Super good ride. Easily my favorite accelerator now. I really enjoyed it. I got the two other credits I was missing. Super Duper Looper, which was... It was fine. Uh, Laugh Track, which was also just fine. Lightning Racer was just as good as I remembered. Fahrenheit, I got a front row ride. And those hills at the end are really, really good in the front there. We did back last year, and I thought it was fantastic. It was just as good this time. And uh, did I even do anything else at Hershey? Oh, Great Bear. Yeah, Great Bear is still what I remembered as well. Good mid-tier invert. Hershey, as always, is one of the best parks in the world, in my opinion. I really enjoyed my time. Knobles, then. Uh, I had a short day at Knobles for multiple reasons. I'll explain in a second. Phoenix. All, only got to do Phoenix twice and Twister twice at Knobles. Phoenix uh, is still insane. Twister is still really, really good as well. Uh, the reason why my day was shorter was because two main reasons. Number one, Cedar Fair pulled the Cedar Fair and changed Dorney's operating schedule. So Dorney was now going to be closed the day I was supposed to go. So I spent an hour in the car uh, rescheduling the trip to still get to Dorney, which we just had to flip around a couple things. So we ended up doing two days of Great Adventure, one at Dorney. And uh, moving Six Flags America a day back is basically how it went. So that took away an hour. I went back into the park. I rode Phoenix again. And then a 
big thunderstorm warning came in and it poured a lot. So yeah, I left at that point. Short day at Knobles, but that is fine since I have been there before. Okay. And then we have what's pro the biggest new park of the trip for me. And that is Great Adventure. Alright, we'll start off with uh, Jersey Devil, since that's where I went first. I only got one ride on Jersey Devil. It was front row. And I thought that it had a much better layout than the original Raptors. It had good airtime, good hang time, good whip all around. But I still cannot like these restraints. These are probably the worst restraints there are, in my opinion. I just... The, the straps aren't that bad, but they're still uncomfortable. The lap bar itself has grooves and bumps in it that really dig into your thighs on every airtime hill, and it comes down as you ride. It staples you. And then the way you have to sit, you have to like straddle it awkwardly. And with the length that my legs are, uh, it's very uncomfortable. It's like twisting my bones sideways. It is not comfortable to ride at all. So if they were to change the Raptor restraints completely, re-engineer them somehow and make them different, I would love Jersey Devil. I would love Wonder Woman. But I just, I, I can't like them at all. Where'd you end up ranking it? Just out of curiosity. Let me see. Let me pull it up real quick. It's above Wonder Woman. I will say that because so the layout is better and it is more graceful. I have it. At, it's in my top 25. Like it's at 25, but it's in the top 25. Um, okay. I, found I get it. what you're. Where is it at? And then I, I'll make my. It is at 51. Wonder Woman is at 53. It's about where I have the other two, I think. Yeah, they're somewhere down there. I don't feel like looking for them. Um, I get where you're coming from, though, because, like, riding it, I felt like you. I could feel those things digging in. They didn't bother me as much, but it's also worth noting, like, your legs are stupid long. Let's just be real. Um, and so you – I those restraints are designed for, like, average, like, proportioned average height people, and you are – just outside of that let's um and it's not great but even then it's like the bumps were not great but i was able to get myself past the restraints because of how fun the ride was um i also got eight rides on it so i mean i had fun on it but by the end of the ride those last few bunny hills i was were they like waiting okay, for them those, to unlock were those last few bunny hills for you did you get like ejector or is it just kind of floaty floaty and it it's okay. still dug in like i could feel it also it seemed like these straps were looser which yes. is a little bit of a better change but at the same time they really flailed around a lot and i was like my whole See, shoulder was slipping up into them my mom had happened to her as well she was complaining about that also it, i'd still take that over the super tight ones but it was yeah it was different but also in a bad way were, <laughs> i didn't mind the shoulder straps i didn't think they took away from the experience the lap bar is the thing they need to work on. Um, mm -hmm. I agree. I would love to see them if they could incorporate. Okay, the best thing I think they could do is steal the Intamin New Gen restraint style and plop that on it somehow. Um, yeah, that that would be what I would suggest because even just... the uh, 
the Gerslauer ones on Daredevil Dive that come yeah. down from over top like that? Do that. There's all options. It's Sky yeah, Rush restraints. Do that. The one well, and also I think with looking at these trains now, like there are only a couple elements where I really felt like those straps kept me like where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. So with these like out and back layouts, I don't really the straps don't serve a point as much anymore. The only two elements I thought they were necessary on were the first Raven dive and the crow's nest turn. Um, but everything else, they were like that crow's nest turn did surprise oh. me though. That was better than I expected. The crow's nest turn was great. The stall was really you good. You rode towards. You rode I was the in back, row right? one. No, I was oh, in you row, row one. one. Okay, yeah. yeah, it was the crow's nest row in the front is fantastic. The back, it's yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's so. a good ride. It you can. I told you the ranking. It's just outside of uh, my top fifty. And if you're in that area, you're good. Kentucky Rumblers in that area, and I said that was really good last time. Fahrenheit's in that area. It's a good ride, but. It it could be so much better if not for the restraints. That's what I have to say about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm I've, I hijacked your great adventure thing. Continue. Sorry. No, you're fine. It, it's better when we're flowing anyway. Uh, King Ka was next, and King Ka front row. That's a really good ride. And to all of you dragster fanboys, which yes, I would consider myself part of because I love that ride. King Ka is not. Worse than Dragster at hardly anything. Top throw Dragster, my ranking 44, King to Ka 45. The only difference is you feel less loose on King to Ka. I thought the launch was just as forceful. I thought it was just as smooth in the front. And the top hat, the drop down, awesome. That last hill doesn't do anything, but, you know, it, it's really no different than just having a brake run. It's a good ride. It, it, there's not much difference between that and Dragster, in my opinion, at all. It's a good ride. The just dragster is just that much better, and I like it that exactly. much more because it's got the the lap bars. You've mm-hmm. also, as I was yelling at you on last week's show, never ridden dragster in the front, which does make a difference. I'm sure it will, and I, I bet you it will jump up a little bit then. But as of right now, the only difference is the lap bars. I obviously prefer the lap bars, but even then, the over the shoulders didn't bother me at all. All right, and then after that, I hit my 250th coaster. That was on a certain Intamin prefab over near King of the Ka. And you guys might have heard last week, I kind of coughed something under my breath about rides that I would give another chance to. And uh, I think Toro has to be one of those. I was, I, I really was incredibly disappointed. I don't even think it's in my top 100. I, man, I, and it's weird because me and Jack have like completely flip flopped. I think I, I preferred Bizarro, Nitro, and Ka over it, and Jersey Devil. It, it really was like, it didn't do anything. It felt forceless. I, I, I feel bad even talking about it because I know the heat's coming already. I can, I can feel you guys typing in the Discord and. It, <sighs> Okay, I'll come clean. The thing's insane. I, 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 <laughs> I'm literally walking around back here to keep myself from laughing into the mic. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll give my legit review of uh, Toro now. So, Toro, uh, first ride, I got very back. And I was 
a tad disappointed. I thought that it was really, really good, had fantastic ejector, but was still like at least a 9 out of 10 coaster. And uh, just like Velocicoaster, where I felt the exact same way, Second Ride blew me away. It is easily a 10 out of 10 for me now. Uh, I got third to back, and I thought it was even better there. The ejector down the back uh, in the drop is just great. The first two hills, fantastic. Even that weird floater hill on the way back, I thought was really, really good. And then the Rolling Thunder Hill is just ridiculous. The second half is a little bit weaker, and it also bumps quite a bit, I thought. But when we hit the break run of that second ride, I was sitting next to my mom, and I told her, I don't know what to do anymore. I have to rethink my entire top eight. It destroyed my rankings. I don't know what to do anymore. It is that good. <laughs> my oh, yeah, only so, complaint. <laughs> go, no, so, go ahead. Okay. So I'm at Dollywood while this is all happening. I was at Dollywood with um, my friends Alex, Reese, and Brooke. And you. so you called me multiple times that day. Yeah. And they were like, why is he continuing to call you? I was like, it's a thing we do when we're really impressed or disappointed with a roller coaster. Yep. I got to take it. Um, so, yeah, you called me about Toro. And you're like, I can't figure out where to put it. And I was like, yep, this has gone in the top 10. Oh, it is. It's there. Yeah. Right now uh, it is, and it will stay there. Uh, I have more to ride this year, and once I have ridden everything I plan on riding this year is when I will actually do my top 10. Right now it is very, very loosely my top 10, because the only thing now? I know... It's at 7 right now. The only thing That's I know... The only thing I know about my top 10 right now is that Time Traveler is the number one. I don't yep. know what else to do with the others. Uh, so Toro blew me away. My only complaint is it is a little bumpy in spots. I thought it was rougher than Voyage, uh, which is why oh, I like God. Voyage just a tad bit more right now. Um, but yeah, Toro, 10 out of 10. Like, it, so, it's perfect. I also have Toro at 7, which is a drum. Of 200 coasters. It was at 207 before I got on it. <laughs> and it's at 7 now. See, I, was I thought Legend eight, jumping 30 points was, was a lot. It's like, because. See, I had, like, I had Phantom at 7. I was like, I'm going to put Toro at 8. And then I was like, I can't move it 199 spots. I have to move it 200 spots. So it is better. We got than another Phantom. ride. In, like barely. we got another ride on it, and then I was like, yeah, this is this is yeah, a bit better than the Phantom. So it is mm-hmm. at number seven with Time Traveler directly in front of it. It couldn't touch Time Traveler's drop with anything though. So nothing can touch Time Traveler's drop. Uh, okay, so yeah, except that's... for X 2s drop, which you we'll find out soon enough. <laughs> Which we haven't even announced that yet, but we're just continuing to tease it. There's a couple certain uh, listeners on the show who know about that, but yeah. Shout out to you, uh, Klaus. But anyways, Six Flags, great adventure. Uh, Yeah, Toro was fantastic. And now I think I'm just going to speed run the credits uh, of what I got. Just quick reviews. Batman didn't get to do. It was closed. Bizarro was way better than I expected. The near misses on Bizarro are just fantastic. It was incredibly smooth, incredibly forceful. It is now my second favorite floorless, just under, or no, third favorite, forgot about Hydra, third favorite, with uh, Superman being right above it. 
Uh, Dark Knight, the Wild Mouse, Wealthy and Wild Mouse. Good for that. Green Lantern is one of my least favorite steel coasters ever. I went into this ride uh, wanting to like it because I enjoy Scorcher so much. And I was hoping that it was going to be a bigger Scorcher. First half, I thought, wow, this is pretty good. Second half, I wanted to get off immediately and my whole body hurt for the rest of the day. Thank you, Green Lantern. Okay, Harley, <laughs> go ahead. I can hear. I know you want to say something. I can tell. Go. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know I told you like forever ago when I wrote that for the first time. Actually, I know I wrote that before I met you. Um, but I remember yep. telling you about it, and you're like, it couldn't be that bad. And I'm like, no, it's that bad. It's awful. And you're like, we'll see. And then you wrote it, and you're like, you can't call that me sucks. weak on that one. You cannot say no, I can't. weak with that coaster. Yeah, it's it's just it's bad. Actual, like, I wish Steel could catch on fire because I actually might burn that ride down. It, it was not good. Uh, did not enjoy it one bit. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, no, get rid of it, please. Please. That's a huge plot of land. Like, it's prime, please. It would be better used as a parking lot like it was before you moved it there. It really would be, actually. Um. Okay, Harley Quinn, the kitty coaster, you know, whatever. Joker. Okay, those trains are... Can we talk about how long those fucking trains yeah, are? Yeah, what, what is that? They're like 24 rows. It, it's ridiculous. Like... We went to Toro we were, like, and my mom in the back was like, couple cars, and it's like, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> when we rode Toro, my mom was like, I don't think I've seen trains longer than this. And then we went to the kitty coaster, and I'm like, you were saying. <laughs> it, it was so long. Um, but yeah, so that's right next to Joker. Joker, I, I don't mind free spins, but this was definitely my least favorite one. It felt jerky. Um, I, think that's, I think you're so like because Great America's was my favorite because I'd like only flipped once. I was like, okay, that wasn't awful. And then you get the ones where it's like jerky and flipping. I'm like, <sighs> see, well, no, this one I, we probably got like five or six flips. Fiesta Texas, I got like eleven flips on, and they were all pretty <laughs> smooth. And at one point, I was held upside down for like six seconds straight. I oh, loved Fiesta Texas. Like, hell, that it, actually sounds. It was like so that. good. <laughs> And then over Texas is just in the middle. But, uh, Mm-mm. okay. I hate those reds. Okay. Nitro is mid-tier around Diamondback, in my opinion. It's uh, a really, really good layout. Uh, good floater hills. The return trip is excellent. And the, the Helix, really, really intense. I enjoy Nitro a lot. Uh, Runaway Mine Train is terrible, except for that one random Yeet Hill. Skull Mountain is... Oh yeah! The, oh my gosh! I forgot about that. Yeet hill yeah, you know what I'm talking train. about. Yeah, <laughs> riding it's like, huh? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it comes out of nowhere. I will, you can see it. Like you can tell where it's gonna be, and then you have to so, brace yourself. Dad and I were in the front row for that one, and we're just looking at the track. And I just point and I said, "Jank!" I was just pointing. I was like, "Look, jank, jank, jank!" And we'd hit these things that was just, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's my least favorite mine train as of now, but not very good. Skull Mountain uh, was definitely not nearly as good as Runaway Mountain at Over Texas. I like that the theming was just a skull on a stick at the end. And then Superman, uh, it's <laughs> Superman isn't as good as Over Georgia's, but I got evac'd off a BNM flyer on the break run, which was sick, and I got recognized. So if you're listening, 
shout out you guy who recognized me. I didn't see your name tag, but yeah, shout out you. So that's pretty cool. Uh, also, only flat I did Zoom and Jaro. You fall for a really, really long time, and that is an awesome ride. That is uh, my great adventure visit. I really enjoyed my time. Toro is fantastic. I like Nitro and Bizarro more than Jersey Devil Hot Take. And, uh, oh, and King Ka. Yeah, that's right. Jersey Devil is like my fifth favorite in the park or fourth. I don't know. It's around Bizarro range. But yeah, I enjoyed Great Adventure a lot. It's my favorite Six Flags park now. Uh, really good time. It's not going to spend much time on top. Anyways, I know. Um, okay, it's my turn. I finally get to talk about the park I went to. I had to speed um, run. Hey, I mean, we, we tangented it a bit. That was fine. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Let's, this is probably, I've been doing theme parks since 2015, 2016. The day I'm about to talk about was probably the worst theme park day I've ever had. Um, so, a lot of you all know I was set up to hit a milestone on um, this trip with uh, 300. I was going to hit my 300th coaster on this trip. And for a while, we were look- I was looking at making it Jersey Devil. Then when we got to Great America and only one side of American Eagle was running, that put me one short and I could not find like a family entertainment center or anything with an SBF visa that was close enough or I felt like going to. And so I was like, well, Jersey Devil's just going to have to be $2.99. Um, and so I was like, well, we're going to Sesame Place tomorrow morning. What would be the best coaster at Sesame Place to make my 300th? And of course, for the memes, Oscar's Wacky Taxi. So we get to Sesame Place. We, pay, we paid for parking. We paid for our tickets. And we get in there. And Oscar's is closed. And won't be opening until 1 o'clock. And so we talked to them and they were not very helpful about it because we were like, your star attraction's closed, but it says it's open on the website. And they're like, well, it says on the website, the rides are subject to availability. It's like, but your star attraction is closed and you're admitting full well you can open it because you're just going to move staffing from another ride here later in the day. Okay, why can't you open it anyway? So my dad rode Vapor Trail. I was like, I'm not making that 300. I'm not that credit desperate to make that my 300th coaster. I'll just make it Superman at Six Flags America. So literally paid for parking, paid for admission, and stood in Sesame Place and left without riding anything. Not a great start to the day. Three hours of crappy weather down to Six Flags America. Got there. Got in. Um, and then my dad and I were talking because he's going to hit 300 that day too. And we were like, well, this park is dead because it was pouring rain and there were like 50 cars in the parking lot. And so we decided he was going to quickly grab some credits so we could actually hit a milestone together for once because we've never hit a milestone together. So let him grab the two or three credits he needed. Then we went, we did Superman. What the heck is that ride? So I rode it four times in the front row, and that's the only row I rode it in. And it still, like, blew my expectations out of the water. And where did it end up? Um, it ended up high. Like, I ranked it pretty freaking high for it being, you know. I'm curious to hear I yours. Don't even know. Where did I rank it? I can't. 
I have it. Oh, but I honestly could take it. Hold on. Hold on. I'm changing its ranking because I think it could be higher. I um, did that uh, just a few minutes ago. Um, I have it at 24. Dang. That is a yeah. little bit higher than me. Um, 24, 25. I can't, somewhere right in there. I, I'll play around with it a bit later. Um, okay. Drop in the front row. Not a ton of airtime, but the speed is great. Definitely could smack those trees if you were on the front right side of the train. Like, mm-hmm. full on smack them. Then you hit the first hill. First hill, going up, you get some good airtime. And then once you hit the top on the front, you just kind of sit there. And you drop down and you hit those helixes. That first helix thing, crazy. It's intense. That was awesome. Super intense. Really loved just that part. And then you hit the straight track. <laughs> Why is it so good? Why is it so it good? It adds so much character. It's just like, like Millie. It Literally, it's like Millie, but like 10 times better because it just keeps on going. You really so sense it. And so here I am in the front row and I'm just like, paddling this trainer wrong and we so we've got a whole train of just buzz bars members behind us and we're all just paddling along this thing and then you hit that that yeah (laughs) that (laughs) and it fling you you get flung out of your seat for not just like in the front not just to the top no you're still flying out of your seat as you're going down the other side Mm -hmm. It felt like El Toro. It felt like a freaking train wreck as you're going through that hill. Then you hit the next helix, and then you hit those Steel Vengeance quad down type hops, which are just vroom, vroom, vroom. Yeah, um, why is that ride so good? We got four rides on it. I only rode in the front row. The sense of speed is amazing. As you all know, I have a thing for straight track. <laughs> so, yeah. um, loved that ride so 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 much yeah i'm gonna talk probably about the only I reason i would go oh back to that park this is the only reason i would go back to that park um after that we cred ran the rest of the place um except for raging cajun which they didn't open because of staffing or weather or something and then joker's jinx was down for mechanical issues and so we're just kind of sitting there waiting on them to open it and the security guard walks up to us, or like we hear him us in the distance. He's like, "Yeah, we're closing the park in five minutes." What? Okay, I get closing your park early because of weather, and because you have no attendance, and you literally had more staff in the park than guests. But five minutes notice? Not a good look for you, Six Flags America. So I'm missing two of the credits. I don't care. What was the other one? Get- uh, Raging Cajun and Joker's Jinx. Oh, okay. I don't care to go back. Like, it's two credits. It's not worth it to me. If they so, RMC Roar, though, I'll go with you. Yeah, I'd go back for RMC Roar. Um, but I definitely just... It's whatever. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, it's uh, so unfortunate. It did end up going to Buffalo Wild Wings that night with Brian, though, and that was fun. 
I got like really freaking spicy wings and they were good. Sick. Okay. So that was your little Six Flags America stuff. And then you've also got to talk about the stumble in a little bit. But real quick, before we hit that, I have a couple more things to talk about. So first up, after Great Adventure, I headed to Dorney uh, with my new updated plan since they changed their schedule, their calendar. And uh, Dorney is a interesting park to, when you think about it, like from my experience at least. And I'll explain why in a little bit. But so I started off with Talon. Talon's weight was uh, on the stairs, so probably should have been. Five ten minutes max, but these ops were they were incredibly slow, like dispatching a train once every four and a half five minutes. I finally get up there and I ride in the back row. Um, and I thought it was really good. I thought Talon was also in that raptor range that I talked about last episode, where it's a really good invert, it just has a couple things missing from being an elite invert. Uh, I thought the second half was really, really good. I loved being that low to the ground. I thought it had a good loop, good zero G roll, uh, solid Immelman. And then the, the turn like that helix is really good. And then that weird turn in the middle of the ride, you can get airtime in on the back, which is new to an invert. So I enjoyed Talon. My problem was the ops. And when we hit the break run, we sat there for no joke. 12 minutes on the break run waiting for the next train. That is unacceptable. I you said 13. It's one of the two. It, it was ridiculous. <laughs> that should never, never, never happen unless you have a breakdown. And it was not a breakdown because they just sent the next train eventually. I, I don't know what happened. And this was a trend at Dorney, these poor ops. Um, but yeah. Talon was a good ride. That was my main issue with Dorney and Talon. So uh, it, it's not my favorite invert, like it is Jack's, but it's good. Yeah, I what we were talking about was well, once he rode it, it's like at least you can see why I love it so much. Um, so yeah, I'll put it this way: if it ran Batman speed, it would definitely be close to Montu. I mean that—that's a given. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Well, if anything, yeah, it's a good close, If any invert runs close to Batman speed, it's good. Yeah, uh, but so I enjoyed Talon. Uh, after that, my dad had just kind of walked around and explored the park, so I went and met with him, and he was all the way down by Thunderhawk. So that was the next coaster I did. This is now probably my least favorite wooden coaster. It—I uh, understand that it's old and it's kind of a classic, but it is—it uh, doesn't do much like anything, and it's just incredibly rough. Uh, it was way rougher than I expected. It it really was not a joy to ride whatsoever. Uh, I was glad when it was done. So Thunderhawk does not get a thumbs up in my book. And then after that was Steel Force. You guys know all the trash we talk on Mamba, so the hope was that this could at least be better than that, and it succeeded. Uh, first half, solid floater. Then you've got the good Helix with some nice near miss, and pretty cool interaction with the terrain and then the return trip actually had floater uh unlike mamba which did nothing so steel force 
Good on you. You're not Steel Eel. You're not Phantom. But you're solid. That's what I'll say about Steel Force. Uh, okay. And then after that was Possessed. Jack says that this is better than Wicked Twister. I didn't really think there was much of a difference. There's not There's... much of a difference. I just love that back, the straight spike in the back, tor- towards the back of those things. And that straight spike is just awesome. Yeah, I can see it. It, it was fun, but... You know, it, it's fine filler. It'll probably be gone next year anyway if they build the gravity group that we ranted for an hour about that one time. Go listen episode to that episode, two, by the way. Quick plug. Yeah. Um, and then after Possessed was Hydra. And it, hold on. Am I missing a credit? Whatever. Okay, Hydra. Uh, I don't think you are. Yeah, there there was also the wild mouse and the kitty coaster, and I think that was it, right? Oh, we'll talk about the controversy. Yeah, but didn't you do yeah. those on day two? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hydra, Hydra. Jack said had a rattle, which I disagreed with. It, I thought that it was very smooth. You could feel in a couple spots where it vibrated, but it never shook my head at all. It was the smoothest foilless I've done in my opinion, right up there with Superman. And the layout is fantastic. The JoJo roll pushes it over the top and makes it my favorite footless, honestly. The first drop has good airtime in the back. And you get some solid whip through the Zero-G roll and the corkscrew. And then you get good positives as well uh, with the Cobra roll and some of the valleys. Uh, it's a fantastic coaster. I rode it more than any other coaster there. You guys know this was a bucket list for me. And yeah, it succeeded in... Beating my expectations, it is my favorite floor list now. And then it was yeah, day so two. Again, I think okay. we touched on it last week. Um, real quick on Hydra. Um yeah. I think we touched on it last week. Like when we rode it, my dad, who does not care about rattles as much as I do, even admitted it had a rattle. So hearing it doesn't have one makes me want to go ride it again. Um, I'll still be honest, I'll probably ride it twice, <laughs> and then I'm gonna marathon talent because you know, that's fine. I love Talon. I yeah. I, uh, I still think that Talon is a bit better than Hydra, just because inverts are the superior model over Flawlesses. But Hydra was fantastic on its own. Uh, day two, I just got the last three credits and wrote a couple other things. That was uh, the Wild Mouse, which is one of the worst Wild Mouses I have done. There was the Kitty Coaster, which is a Zamperla, yep. therefore I hate it. And uh, then there was the controversy that is Demon Drop. Uh, anybody who says this isn't a credit, it, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, I go by Coaster Count. It is more of a coaster than some things that most people agree is a coaster. Uh, I saw on a Twitter comment on Bryant's Twitter, go follow Bryant, somebody described... Yes. <laughs> somebody described what is basically Demon Drop and then pointed out, I literally just described a Togo Ultra Twister. So. Makes a lot of sense. But Demon Drop was fine. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dorney is a pretty park. Uh, Cool interaction with terrain at points. Solid coaster collection. But still weaker than average uh, compared to most parks. The biggest issue I had was operations uh, with rides. And also with just basic things like restaurants. Uh, a lot of restaurants were closed, which you can understand with the staffing. But when you actually found a restaurant, it seemed 
it, like a lot of times that the employees didn't know what they were doing, like they weren't trained very well. And I'm not going to blame Dorney fully on that. I'm going to say that at least part of that blame goes to Cedar Fair directly for not being, you know, completely direct when it comes to their scheduling when they opened later and also are constantly changing their calendar. Uh, but like they didn't know how to use food plan in every restaurant I went to, it seemed like, Oh, I have the meal plan and they always had to get a manager to help it out. One time they, even the manager couldn't figure out what was going on. So, Oh, and also this is a pretty big issue. I think it was funny in the moment, but is something that ain't good. My first day I accidentally entered the park and I had my six flags pass out on accident instead of my Ooh. Cedar fair. The guy scanned it and just let me in. He didn't say anything. I got into Dorney park with a six flags pass. So there's that. Yeah. I remember you texting me about that and I was laughing, but yeah, the more you think about it, it's like, Oh, that, um, that's not good. So, yep. I, and, okay, real quick, just because we we do have all the, I feel like it keeps showing up where we say like, yeah, staffing wasn't great and just people don't know. And we can't blame that on the parks as much mm-hmm. because it's just such an interesting season. So we, we complain about this stuff because that's our experience. But in the long run, it's like, I don't want to judge a park based off that. So that's right. Yep. You can understand um, okay. issues Next like that. Next up for me. Yeah. Next up for me was King's Dominion. So, visited this park in 2018. Had not been back since. Um, and this was day one of actual official stumble. So, what we ended up doing was... We all met at the front gate, and it's like, okay, let's go ride a roller coaster. So we all headed back to Intimidator 305 and got on some of the first trains of the day. Intimidator 305 was another roller coaster a lot of y'all know I didn't care for as much. It redeemed itself because I ate food on the drive to the park and actually drank water throughout the day. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to get a G-Force headache. So I was able to enjoy I-305 much more. It's up... um, it's in my top it's in my top 15 now so um good move for i305 loved it then kind of meandered our way we did backlot stunt coaster rode with gabby who had no clue what that ride did and so we hit the launch and she's like huh um so that was fun and then went over and took some pictures of twisted timbers uh the uh grouper let me back into the queue to take some pictures so thank you for that and then we had the first ever Buzzed Bars behind the scenes tour of Twisted Timbers. And so they took us on the service road running along Twisted Timbers all the way down around the cutback. And we actually got to stand right next to the hypersonic station, which was pretty cool. There's one story I have been holding out on telling you from this because I wanted to actually see your reaction to it. Okay. So. We're on the tour, and everyone else has got their phones out. Um, I think Angelo, maybe one other person, had a camera. And so they're all just, like, they're going down. They're taking pictures. And then there's me, and I'm at the very back. And so they, the guy at the back of the tour, it's just he and I. And then there's, like, probably 
thousand feet between us and everyone else. And he's like, okay, let's move forward. Like, can I wait one more time for this picture or get to get this picture? And he's like, yeah, of course. And so the picture is um, of the train going through that, like, like tip out turn with the Eiffel Tower right behind it. And so get the picture turned it great. And I'm looking at it and he walks over to me. He's like, oh, can I see it? And he's like, oh, yeah, of course. And I'm showing it to me. And he just looks up and says, that looks like a pretty thrilling moment and walked away. (laughs) (laughs) I lost it. (laughs) He knew who you were. I freaking lost it. And I just turned around and I started walking towards him. I was like, yeah, that was a pretty thrilling moment, wasn't it? And I lost it. Like, I still am laughing about that, like, a week and a half later. That's great. Um, so, shout out. If you listen to the podcast, shout out. I did not catch your name, and I'm so sorry about that. But, like, you made my day with that. Um, like, literally, I went up to my dad's, like, you're not going to believe what just happened. <laughs> um so tons of great pictures from twisted timbers behind the scenes store i did a couple of them on instagram already did a couple on twitter so stay tuned for more of those then after that we just kind of walked around the park uh used uh mia to get the credit (laughs) like james James. i need your kid um can i borrow your kid for a minute um so got my plus one at king's dominion Headed over to Dominator, where we met. I met some fans of the show. Um, I've got. I'm gonna now that where this episode's coming out, I'll post the picture I got with y'all. But again, shout out! Thank you all for listening. Um, and yeah, rode I305 a couple more times. Got some Twisted Timbers rides in. Went to, and then that night we all went to a local burger joint, which was really good, and had some fun there. So. Overall, King's Dominion, really fun. Only, like, major disappointment of the day for me was the Eiffel Tower being closed. Sounds like you had a good time. I wish I could have been there for the stumble, but I had so much to do with (laughs) this trip. I just couldn't make it happen. But, uh, yeah. All right. So. My last little bit before Jack finishes up the show, and that is my last day of the trip before I drove home, and that would be to Six Flags America and King's Dominion. So, Six Flags America, we'll start there. Jack had a very poor experience. Me, the opposite. I actually really enjoyed my time at Six Flags America. Uh, I had literally zero expectation because it's such a polarizing park. And uh, I ended up really enjoying my time. So entering the park, I thought that it was actually a really pretty entrance area. I wasn't expecting this park to be as good looking uh, as it was. So to start off the day, I was working my way down. I was going to head back to Joker's Jinx, Superman, and Batwing to start. But I passed by Firebird, and there was literally two other people going in line. So I was like, okay, I'll just grab it real quick. Uh, Firebird, I thought was good. Um, it's obviously not going to be my favorite floor list. It's probably my least favorite just because it's a very bland layout, but that was expected. It's B&M's first. Uh, but I thought it had an incredibly whippy first drop, a forceful loop, and just a solid second half of a good mixture of, uh, laterals and positives. No real true moments of head banging. I thought, I thought it was pretty smooth for being the original. So Firebird gets a thumbs up. Then there was uh, Joker's Jinx next which I did prefer over Poltergeist. I thought that it was a little bit faster. It felt a little more whippy. 
Um, the launch was good. The spaghetti bowl was, you know, solid, had some good positives and whip all around. I enjoyed that. And then there was Superman. So Superman, I started off riding in the back row. And Superman in the back. Wow. Uh, so Jack only rode it in the front. And I'm telling you, if you do ever go back to Six Flags America, when you ride this thing in the back, you are going to be even more blown away. So a first drop, good. It's fine. It's not fantastic, but it's solid. Then you got the low to the ground turn, which is low key one of the best moments of the ride. Great sense of speed down there. You're close to all of the plants. Then you have that big hill. The big I hill gives to you tell solid the story. Floor. We'll tell it in a minute. Okay. The, the uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm lost. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. Jack, Jack's messing with me post, in the video. Do I need to post a picture of me like that? I don't, man, I don't care. <laughs> Just, oh, my goodness. I look so stupid. Oh, my God. We've been recording for so long. <laughs> Can we get through it? Please? Continue, and then I have to tell this. Okay. So. Superman back row. First hill, good floater on the way up. You get whipped on the way down. You've got the helix. The helix is good fun. You get pulled to the side a little bit. Solid positives. You've got the straight section. And then there is that hill that Jack talked about. Now, I am not exaggerating when I say I do not know if I like this hill in the back or the rolling thunder hill on El Toro more. It is that good. I was not expecting it to be as intense as it was. And just boom, you get flipping ejected <laughs> like ridiculous. And then you have the second helix, which is good. And then there's the bunny hills. And those bunny hills are fantastic as well. So that second half of the ride is something special. The only reason why it's not in my top 25 is because the first hill isn't the greatest. And the helix is fun. The straight section adds character. But obviously, it could be a little bit better. Jack, you had it ranked at 24. I have it at 34. It's really good. Uh, it could be better, but it has that moment of insanity. So, that was Superman. Did Batwing. Batwing isn't as bad as Nighthawk, but it's terrible. Uh, anyway, then you've got Wild One, which is incredibly rough at certain points, but still has solid airtime. Ragin' Cajun, I used my membership Fast Pass 4, walk straight on. It's uncomfortable. Uh, Mind Eraser is a terrible ride. Don't ride that. I hated it. And then Roar is incredibly rough and boring. So, it has four pretty good rides and four absolutely terrible rides, and then a kitty coaster, which I didn't get to do. Six Flags America is a pretty park with really good coasters and then also really bad coasters. Is it worth going to? For Superman, yes. For Joker's Jinx, yes. Uh, for Wild One, yes. But it, it, it has its flaws still. I really enjoyed my time there. I liked it more than Six Flags St. Louis. It needs some help as far as ride collection, but it does have a couple that are really, really solid. So that's my opinion on Six Flags America. And then I went to King's Dominion. Twisted Timbers is the fastest running RMC. If Steel Vengeance ran that way, it would probably be my number one. Not even going to lie. Intimidator 305 is incredible. I didn't know it had airtime. So 
that that was my trip done. Okay, can I tell my story now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, if you know me, if you've seen pictures of me at a park, you know there's a couple things I almost always have on me. Of course, my camera bag and my camera and all that, my phone, my wallet, and my sunglasses. I wear a specific pair of sunglasses, black framed, no branding on them whatsoever, with blue tinted lenses. Pretty much every picture I have of me outside, I have these on my head or on. Um, so we're riding Superman, and I put them in my pocket, not thinking. And they broke. So one, um, one of the lenses fell out, and the crack, uh, the frame like cracked up here at the top. So I, um, Chris was dying laughing because I put them on, and I look like a two-year-old when I have them on. I'll post the picture on my, our Instagram along with the show art so y'all can see how stupid I look in them. So um, thank you to pair number two of these sunglasses. I've lost one, broken one. So here is pair number three in its perfect unworn condition. Yep. As I dropped them. Wow. <laughs> You're already Smooth. on its way. <laughs> Oh, they still look good. I love them when they're so freaking new that I can, like, still, like, there's not even, yeah, there's, they're pretty right now. Okay, last park of the trip for me. We've gone doing trip reports for almost an hour, or over an hour now, so y'all are probably sick of it. Um, so, last park of the trip for me was Bush Gardens Williamsburg, uh, the one of the only big parks left in the United States, especially one on the East Coast I needed to get to. Um, Day started out rough, parking was bad, although shout out to Larson for sending us a picture of Blake's Pass. <laughs> so we got free parking and free preferred parking. Oh my um, goodness. So that was nice. Thank you, James. I love you. Um, the big disappointment, besides Pantheon, um, is that on their website, it said Alpengeist would be open. It was listed on the will be open attractions. We get in the park and there's a sign saying Alpengeist will be closed today and they've got Alpengeist blocked off. So didn't start out really good with Alpi being closed. Um, not like super happy with how that played out. So the first couple hours of Busch Gardens Williamsburg were miserable because it was hot. We were credit running and lines were long. So we got Griffin out of the way. We did Invader, headed over, did Verbolton, got Apollo Tempesto, and then um, stopped for a bit, did Loch Ness. And then we grabbed the Kitty Coaster and that was all the credits we needed um, it took us till about two or three to get through credits. Griffin, fantastic. <coughs> Loved it in the front. Back row ride on it. That was amazing. Uh, the just amount of airtime you get on the drops was awesome. Invader was fun. It's down there with White Lightning. Just it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a family GCI. Doesn't do too much, but it was a great. I would looking at that ride for what it is. Great first coaster for someone or great stepping stone coaster for someone wanting to move from your Grovers to your um, Verboltons or from because I don't Verbolton is not a family coaster I'm sorry that thing is too intense to be a family coaster um, so then Verbolton first ride underwhelmed by it but it was also in the day and it was hot and I was not having like the time of my life 
Um, Apollo's front back was really good. Front was good. Tempesto hated it. Um, looked at Pantheon. My favorite thing about Pantheon right now is that one of its signs looks like a middle finger, so it's constantly flipping itself off, which I just very much appreciate. <laughs> it's flipping Scott um, Ross off. And then Lock... Well, yeah. Um, and then Loch Ness Monster, which we only rode once, but my dad and I waited for the front row. The backstory on that was my dad went to Busch Gardens Williamsburg in 78 or 79 right after it opened, and it was too young and too small to get to ride it. So he waited 40 years to ride that roller coaster. So he and I had a ton of fun on that because he's waited a long time. And I've heard the stories from him and my grandparents about going to Williamsburg. So he, we really loved that. I wish we'd gotten another ride on it, but it was it was not worth the wait to get another ride on it. And we'll be back eventually. And then this was about the time of day where I was really like exhausted, fed up, tired, just like, I wanted to be done. So I did something I never, like I did something. I was like, okay, if this doesn't improve my mood, nothing will. I went to the Griffin Splashdown Pond with my camera and just let myself get drenched by that ride over and over for about half an hour. Just every train, just taking pictures of it and getting drenched at the same time to cool me off. Then my dad brought me food after that, my day got significantly better. Like, I was like, okay, I'm in a good mood now. I'm over Alpi being closed. Um, so the Griffin panning helped me out. The, yeah, that helped me out a lot, getting uh, drenched by that. So also great photos. Great photos out of it. Um, and then from there, a couple other things we did before I get to my like highlights of the day. Um, we rode the train. Actually, twice. I rode the train once from the Pantheon station to the French station, and then I rode runs around the entire park from the French station. Um, got some good pictures from that. Just kind of took a bit to relax. And then we pretty much marathon. Or, you know, we did one more ride on Griffin. That was when I got my back row ride. And then we pretty much just marathon Verbolton. Um, and that ride grew on me so, so much. Uh, the trains are probably, they're up there, favorite trains out there. I wish that ride had more outdoor sections because those trains are so gorgeous. They just make it like a favorite ride to photograph. So I wish there were more places to get pictures of it. Mm -hmm. um, then, uh, there, so yeah, Verbolton really grew on me. It's not Hagrid's it's not universal's budget, but for a regional park, it's really freaking good. Um, also did not think it was as rough as people made it out to be. Um, like I've heard a it lot vibrates, of it has like but... a stronger rattle. It vibrates. It, it was the same as steel curtain. Cause everyone's like steel curtain's going to have a rattle. And it's like, okay, that was, vi that was like a light vibration. That was not a rattle. Same thing. I barely felt anything on steel curtain. If you go in knowing about it for Verbolton, it's not going to bother you at all. The yep. same thing happened with me. So, and yeah, so just because of that, so fell in love, did like one of the last rides of the night on that, got a night ride on it. It's a very pretty park. Very pretty park. I would, first visit was not the best visit to a theme park ever. And it's kind of sad because it's a park that everyone's like, yeah, this is a great park and you're going to love it. Huh. So it's kind of disappointing. The other, the other couple things, and I think this will change once Pantheon's open they don't have a standout ride. Like there's not mm -hmm. a coaster there. That's like, Oh, I need to like, 
I, I think you and I are the same way. We both have Revolt and Ranked as our favorite ride there. Yep. Um, because everything else is just kind of there. Um, it's good. It's not bad. It's not great. It's just good. So, yeah, Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. I mean, I've rambled on for a minute now, but you need to open your rides. Your staffing could have been... It's not that you, you had staffing. It's just it was not well distributed. You could have... That could have been handled better. The highlights are for Bolton. And for me, another highlight was taking pictures. Best decision of the day was letting Griffin drench me over and over and over to get pictures. That was the best decision I made the entire day. Also getting that picture of Loch Ness on the bridge because that picture has just blown up and you all love it. <laughs> so that's my thoughts on Busch Gardens Williamsburg. I'll go back because I know we went in not a great year to experience that park for the first time. But just overall, it did not live up to that hype that has been built around that park by everyone I've talked to that's been before. So mm-hmm. I think with that being said, sorry to kind of end it on like the monotonous note. So we'll let's do like quick favorite memory of the entire trip. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of great. I know. I was gonna say there's so many good memories. Um, I think Hollywood Nights in general, getting to meet a bunch of people that we've gotten close to uh, through this show, and then also just Discord and everything was fantastic. Getting Mm -hmm. to meet TDR, Bryant. Grant, all of you guys, that was so much fun. Um, and then also riding El Toro for the first time was a highlight. Yeah, so for me, Great America was like, we're talking about just like highlight without like mentioning people. Great America definitely wins. It was great to meet Joey. Thank you. Your questions are amazing. It was great to meet you. And I can't wait to see you when you're here at Dollywood eventually. Um, but just Great America was a highlight because that part just blew us away. But then if we're talking, it's got to be that night at Hollywood Nights, just seeing all of y'all again, meeting some of these people that I've known forever online. Um, definitely writing Voyage the day I graduated high school. I think that one's going to go down as a uh, pretty good way to graduate. I'm, I've made some people very jealous when I told them, it's like, okay, y'all go to your stupid parties. I'm going to ride a roller coaster and it's one of the best in the world. So that was probably going to go down as one of my favorite memories of all time. Also, again, and you didn't get to do Stumble, but a huge shout out to the TDR guys, the um, Coasters and Brews, the Buzz Bars crew. Y'all did something that most people would have said was impossible, which is starting a new coaster club and hosting an event that soon. Most people would have laughed and said there's no way it worked, and y'all pulled it off better than almost every ace event i've ever been to so keep up the good work for y'all and it was just so great to be a part of that and also can i get no yeah oh yeah oh yeah there was so much fun stuff that happened with all the buzz bars people man i didn't even go to the stumble but that was just it was great the swing takeover you had sloan proposed to sarah on storm chaser you had 
All the um, oh yes, obviously just ERT. I want it that yes. way. It, it was, yeah, there was a lot of just fun with them. I love buzz bars. I'm so glad that this is a thing now. Uh, mm. Y'all better have a Florida stumble in November when IAPA comes around. But yeah. I'm going to be really mad because I'm not going to be able to make that stumble. <sighs> but yes, that is the massive trip report. We'll have even more trip reports coming soon because there's more planning I know. There's for July. Like, more craziness starting on this is dropping on Wednesday and the craziness starts on Saturday night. That's right. So, well, uh, but before we get out of here, you've listened to us drone on for like over two hours now. So I think this is our longest episode of season two. Sorry. We got to plug the stuff real quick. You can follow us on Twitter at twisted traveler, but the R at the end is a one on Instagram at twisted underscore travelers. You can follow me at thrilling moment on Twitter and Instagram. And Chris, you can follow me on Instagram at twisted travelers. Chris also join Patreon, join discord, do all that stuff. Listen to past episodes, go read Allison's book, go follow Bryant. Do all that, please. Thank do you. All the stuff we tell you to do weekly. Yes. Um, and stay tuned because the Michigan party starts this weekend. That's right. So, I don't think I have anything else to add. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye! (laughs) We did it. Thanks for listening to the Twisted Travelers Podcast.